Got the sound of Ingrid is on point today. She is not messing around. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, good morning, guys. My name is Matt. Welcome to Video Chicken Live. To my left is my co-host Kristen, our chicken expert. Behind the camera, behind the microphone, and the computer over there is Ingrid, making sure everything looks good, sounds good. We got a little extra early start today. Today is going to be an awesome show. Look at goosebumps yes, already kicking in. Um, that. We should, we should, we're not making promises, but the world famous Dave and Jenny Mars from the show Fix It or Fabulous on HGTV, who we did a coup for uh, back in last November and the show aired finally, I think it was March 29th, agreed to come on to the show today. Yay. And I just wanted to talk to them, have a conversation, see how things are going. They are some of the greatest people I've ever worked with. A lot of fun. And I just... So grateful they're willing to come on the show and want to share that all with you guys. And, of course, if we are able to squeeze in any questions that maybe you guys have for them, please leave those questions and comments down below. But more important than anything, definitely give us a wave. Let us know where you're watching from. Do everything you can to share the show. The show is growing. I am so proud of that. Also, don't forget, right here is that golden bell. I should be the one <laughs> ringing it, but someone. The rules are a little loose. Uh, yeah, apparently. Here's the golden bell. You have your chance to win a free T-shirt. One is going out today for last week's show. His name was Jared. Uh, just wrote him a little thank you letter. He got the question right about the uh, water bar. That's right. Uh, but the reason for the bell is I love when people submit a question or comment. And I'm like, dang, thank you. That is awesome. And it helps contribute to all of us. Yes. So that's the reason for the bell. It's about contribution. Contribution. And there, I know there's some people out there not happy already. This is, I tell you, it gets tricky uh, giving away things for free, trying to make everyone happy. That's right. So we got people from all over. Yes. So again, leave your questions and comments. Uh, people are coming in. If you're just joining us, we are live. It is April 29th. We should have an awesome show. Well, we're going to have an awesome show no matter what, but Jenny and Dave Mars from the famous show called Fixer to Fabulous on HGTV will be joining us. If you didn't catch it, on March 29th aired episode three. Um, the turning point, the series is called the welcome in and we did a chicken coop for them and we got a lot of good airtime, which I am so thankful for. I did finally see it. You did? Yes. Wait, you watched it here, didn't yes. you? Yeah. I had to force you mm -hmm. to watch TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. You waited till I clocked out too. Um, but again, they are very, very <laughs> busy and we got about 20 minutes. So they said they'll be able to come on at noon Eastern. They're going to be able to give us about 20 minutes of uh, airtime here. So we're going to just wait patiently for them. Um, I have a good feeling they'll be here. And, oh, oh, there they are. So punctual. So punctual. Love it. There they are. All right. Ingrid, bring them in. We are, oh, my God. I'm so happy. What's going on, guys? Good to see you again. Good to see Hello. you guys. Hi. I was just uh, doing it. Uh, you're going to have to kind of come a little bit closer. Don't yeah, be shy. You're going to get squished <laughs> together. <laughs> a, lot, a whole lot of me. That's fine. I haven't 
done my hair today, so it's good. No, you look great as always. So do you, Dave. Thank you guys so much for being here. I was just doing an introduction, letting everyone know that how thankful we are that you guys are giving Mm -hmm. us 20 minutes of your time. I know you're so busy. Can't thank you guys enough. So uh, how have you guys been? We've been good. Uh, Busy. Yeah. Very, very. We always say that, but it always seems to get busier. Awesome. So I was hoping just to kind of recap on what we did for you guys. I had a couple questions. Would love to talk about the um, maybe a little bit of behind the scenes, things like yes. that. So yeah. um, And chickens, of course. And yeah, we definitely, I can't wait to hear about how the chicken coop is going. So oh, I wanted yeah. to start it off. I have a, probably the most important question. How yeah. is Charlene doing? <laughs> Dave, Dave. Charlene is... Um, She's good. She she took a little bit to get started and you know get her back get her back home, but she is still a fixture at our house. Oh, so she's at your personal property now. Oh yeah, and, and let's <laughs> remind people that this is a cherry picker. Is that right? Yeah. So okay. I, I wanted to kind of make people it was that part of the show. If, if you haven't uh-huh. seen the show yet, again, this is Jenny and Dave Mars from the show Fix It a Fabulous. You can catch it on HGTV. Um, back on March 29th, we uh, got some airtime, which again, I can't thank you guys yeah. enough for that showing off the assembly of the coop. Um, I did also want to give a personal thanks to Dave. I'm not sure. I'm sure he <laughs> caught what happened. Uh, we were told when we were talking to the production company, no name dropping. Dave gave us a name drop. <laughs> we're high fiving behind the scenes. We're like, yeah. Uh, it might have slipped. It was, yeah. it was an accident, I'm sure. I um, love it. Anytime I can. Anytime I can. <laughs> you guys are awesome. But awesome. yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Charlene is the other woman in my life. Oh my that was Uh, so well done when you guys were doing the interview process for the episode jenny that was brilliant she's the other woman is like i don't (laughs) like it (laughs) yeah dave comes home with a lot of random things so that's just how it's been forever you never know what dave's gonna show up with so yeah we were like we we really actually we needed you guys so much more than you know when you came because you literally were the one nice thing on our property. You gave us hope that <laughs> that there was there was a path forward. At the time, yes. I knew I knew I was gonna have serious problems in my, you know, with building if the like the coop remained that much better than the house forever. <laughs> well well, thank you for that. I, I didn't realize that, nice. that, but yeah. Um yeah. So how is the coop going? Uh, and again, just to kind of remind people, if you haven't seen it, uh, Dave and Jenny Mars, what they did is they rehabbed a home that was built in the 1800s and you mm-hmm. can catch a four part series. And I think they did a phenomenal job putting it all together. I tell you, it is incredible. I can't imagine how many hours was actually filmed, but you got four hours, right? Right. And, yeah. um, just did a great job, I think, showing it off. But have you guys had a chance to start implementing the renting of it yet? Our first guests arrive on Wednesday. So we, yeah. we're oh, just yeah, now open. Fantastic. We're waiting for the episodes to all air before we started having guests. So we we open on Wednesday. That'll be our first our first guest. Yeah. Good. That, that... We're booked for a lot I mean for most of the rest of the year. Yeah. Which is amazing. I think they all want to see that coop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they get fresh eggs? Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. And you will be happy to know that, um, you know, cinnamon. Um, so that was the behind the scenes. Yeah. The chickens that we brought out um, literally left 
four seconds after we finished <laughs> filming because we weren't done with the house. We had no way. It was middle of winter. But um, Cinnamon was reunited with Jenny Marks. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, again, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, if you guys didn't get a chance to check out that four-part series, especially episode three. Oh, my. Yeah, it was so funny because Jenny's literally like, this is the first time I've held a chicken. But look at she's starting to like me. And I think if I remember correctly, you was it legitimate you did have a fear of chickens? Oh, I mean, I don't like, yeah. She still does. Yeah. But Cinnamon... She fell asleep in my arms. I mean, we had a bond. We're 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 good pals now. So she really, you really helped change my mind about chickens. I, I like them. From yes. a distance. Oh, there's always there's always a reluctant spouse. So there it is, right there. there yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Is there always a reluctant spouse? Usually. Yeah. And they they come yeah, around we, all the time. We've had, we've had chickens for a long time, and I love them for the eggs. I love to give them our scrap, you know, scrap food. I think that's um, I love that. But I just don't want to touch them normally. Mm -hmm. And so I got a whole chicken and she was good. Was so good. A, a question we've been getting a lot is while the property is being rented and you have this big, beautiful chicken coop there, who is going to be the person in charge of making sure the chickens are being taken care of? So that's um, well, I think that there's a two parts to that question. The first is it'll be Charlotte, our daughter, who is oh, no. she loves everything chickens. But that's the great thing about your coops is like the the bins for the, you know, the food and the self waterers. And there is so much about these coops that mm -hmm. you don't have to be there every minute and you don't have like they they can but they can they can sustain yes. on their own more so than they could in a normal chicken coop. Right. But more, but we also do have a team that's taking care of them. Um, so we have a really cool program that we've implemented at the welcome in with a local organ, uh, local organization, sorry, called saving grace. And this is a nonprofit. They're like two miles from the house. And basically they take in, um, young women ages about 19 to 23 who have aged out of foster care or come out of homelessness. And so they provide a home and they have all of these different kind of training and mentorship programs. And so now at the Welcome In, we have a mentorship training program where the girls are in charge of taking care of the house and preparing it for the guests and taking care of the chicken coop and the chickens. And that's all part of the program. And we have a person that is training them and kind of in charge, like kind of their, their boss, um, and helping them to learn this, you know, this idea of number one, hospitality and the hospitality industry, but then also caring for the chickens and the gardens at the end. So they're kind of learning two very different skill sets, but um, hopefully will really help them, you know, have a new pathway for life. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't it incredible yeah, it. what chickens can bring to the table? Yes, literally. yes, yes. <laughs> and I mean, it yes. could, could foster a hobby, a passion, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like you hatching eggs in elementary school, you know, is right. where this started. So you never know what seeds are planted will develop later. So Well, and I love it. that, like, you know, first off, we like we can't thank you guys enough for coming down and doing this. Yes. But the fact that. I mean, so many different guests and people are going to get to experience mm -hmm. the chickens and collect the eggs. And I mean, yeah. you talk about your non-typical, um, you know, Airbnb or vacation mm -hmm. house. Um, that's got to be right up there with, you know, 
one of the stranger things that we want you to do or that you get to do at an Airbnb. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm telling you, you're, you're setting the path for the future. You're going to see that more and more. And it's just amazing. Um, especially, I cannot believe how beautiful that home turned out inside and outside. Um, I hope it, you know, you guys are starting to see the results of all that hard work. I mean, it's just, you're yeah. going to not only, uh, I love the business side of it, but the lives you're going to touch there and help mm -hmm. those people to come there is, is going to be absolutely. Well, and you incredible. guys better come as well. I mean, you're, yeah, gotta come back. you're, you're traveling across the country. I know more than probably most people. So you, I'm sure your path can go through Bentonville at some point. Yes. We need a coop at our house. So you can, <laughs> <laughs> you can oh, stay at the welcome in. We need a coop at our house. Yeah. Okay. And actually, if, if it's booked, we can. It's embarrassing. If it's booked, we can sleep in the coop because we've done that too. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Truth be told. Um, so I am also dying to ask another question is Were you legitimately, like Jenny's face, when that glass sound of breaking <gasps> happened? And I wanted to know now if you guys had any clue that that was going to happen. No, no none, clue. None. Um, the you only know how Lori is, our producer. She is, if if she could have figured out a way to put like a, I don't know what it's even called, but a herd of raccoons in there when we opened the door, she would have, she will do anything <laughs> to, and her, her breaking that glass, oh my gosh. It, well, telling you to break, I don't know who. How, how it worked out. No, no. Truth be told, truth be told, I don't know if I really kind of told you guys a lot what yeah. happened is it was my idea and yeah. I didn't want to tell Lori because what happened is on set, they're like, nothing happens unless Lori knows. I'm like, mm -hmm, watch this. So <laughs> your, your property uh, project manager, I forget her title, Kim, is yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. What a wonderful human. The One yeah. of the best attitudes I ever got to work with where she's like, Whatever, let's make it happen. So she's the only one. I said, go get me a piece of glass that can be sacrificed. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so her and I, <laughs> I said, don't tell anybody else because I really think I can pull this off. Well, anyway, so we yeah. staged that piece of glass and we only, her and I knew it was going to happen. But in the back of my mind, I'm kind of paranoid. I, I do like to play yeah. by the rules, but, oh. you know, I, I broke it and, mm -hmm. you know, the sound came through so well. I remember the sound guy going afterwards, he goes, oh, Matt, that was brilliant. I could hear it so well on your mic. <laughs> But I didn't get the chance to see your guys' reaction because I'm I'm leaning down. Yeah. And I have to say, uh, especially on Jenny's face, you could see some real yeah. like, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. I was uh, I was a little I was yeah, I was on the verge of tears, Matt. It's okay. You're lucky. No, I gotta Ooh. say, when we when you you first said that you would come down and do the coop for us, um, we didn't really know how it was going to play out, but your personality, I mean, and your whole crew is, uh, they're amazing. And like the, <laughs> I think there was a social media campaign for a Carolina Coops show. Seriously. If not, there definitely needs to be. be, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, and, and again, I want to let everyone know, I mean, Jenny and Dave are such legitimate, great people. You know, you see these people on TV and you just never really know. Uh, they were just so such great people and spent actually a lot of time talking with us. And, you know, there was one part that I wish would have made the show. And, and Jenny, you probably remember this, Dave, I don't think you were there somehow, you know, she came down and a glass, a piece of glass did actually break 
for real. Oh, and I was yeah. kind of freaking out. But somehow, next thing we know, we have Jenny doing chin-ups on the trusses. Oh, yeah. yes. I know. I didn't make the show. We did our chicken dance. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. Yes, yes Jenny, we're teaching her the chicken dance. How could that yeah. not make the cut? Yeah, really. I don't know. <laughs> I bet they'll have it in a behind-the-scenes episode at some point. I, I saved that footage for something really special. <laughs> you know what? What I think my favorite line of the entire four episodes was you, Matt. When uh, I, I, how I, how it made the show is beyond me. But when we were talking about Charlene and I said, I hope, I hope she comes back. And you said, they always do. They always do. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe that's on the show. <laughs> that was such a good impromptu one-liner. I was like, man, well played. I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just trying to be me, you know, it was yeah, the first time for him. us doing that, but I just wanted to be me, and, uh, you know, again, I can't thank you guys enough, that was yeah. such a fun time. Um, yeah, so I know there were a couple other questions, we got about five more minutes of your time, can't yeah. thank you guys enough for being here, and I want to make sure before I forget, in case we do run out of time, uh, congratulations on the launch of having your outdoor furniture in Walmart. Thank you. Thank you. You, you thank are welcome. You. And I want to thank you because I have the hardest time picking out outdoor furniture and <laughs> your stuff to me just makes sense. So thank you. It is thank brilliant. You. It's beautiful. Thank it's simple, you. which I think makes it beautiful. Yeah, I love all, it. All the way down to, you know, the area rugs, if I'm saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. I'm not an interior yeah. designer, but I draw blanks with interior rugs and those ones are just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, you oh, know, bravo. So we tried it. We tried to just model it after what you guys were doing. Like we, it's a little bit more expensive, but if you use good products, like we have teak, like we have, like they really are. But it's also very affordable. It's very, but it is very affordable, but it's very durable. I want it to last. And I mean, you, you, I think that's a model that you live by. And yes. so, uh, yeah, we're, we're happy. So thank you. You're welcome. I can't wait to uh, actually walk in and see it myself. And I know we're going to be picking out some items. So I thought that was uh, an awesome job. Um, so Charlene's good. Congratulations on the Walmart. And were there any parts that maybe I don't remember that did air that, or I'm sorry, that didn't air that maybe you were hoping that did when we were doing the chicken coop? I mean, I think the chicken, you already nailed the chicken dance and the chin ups. That was really fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I mean, I'm trying to remember how long start to finish was the build of the coop. It was, it was oh, it was so it was like lightning speed. You guys did it in what, two days, two or three days? <laughs> no, we did it in seven days, but thank you. And, you know, and truth be told, and I, and I appreciate the movie Magic, and you guys probably remember, I was so upset that, you know, it wasn't actually 100% done, um, yeah. but we were able to finish the coop obviously and then a couple of those picks did make it and i can't wait to come back and see the landscaping i mean to see yeah. the english gardens wow yeah. just absolutely I know. It, and, the, and we need we had to reveal it in the winter so everything was dead so that was a bummer too so hope now we're it's starting to, everything here is starting to to bloom and the grass is green and it's starting to really get really beautiful back there you know it was before too but it really is beautiful. Now. So one thing that um, I actually am kind of glad it didn't make it, but um, I'm surprised it didn't. When you first showed up, 
um, on site. And I am a stickler about square, straight, and true foundations because you have to start with a good foundation or everything goes poorly from there. Mm -hmm. And you definitely pulled one over on me when you said that uh, my stuff was out of square. You remember you pulled square and you're like, Gabe, we got a big problem here. Oh my God. I was right, but you made me believe um, that we were going to have to rip out all that concrete and redo it. I completely forgot about that. I was messing with them from from the first minute. (laughs) It was. Oh my God. It's so hard to get. I mean, it's so hard to get concrete right now. And I literally remember, you must have told us 15 times, hey guys, you got to make sure this foundation is exactly right. Because, you know, like anyone that has bought a Carolina Coupe knows, but anyone that hasn't or is thinking about it, like the reason that they're able to build these things in seven days is they put together that you guys are, you put together a bunch of panels, you know, as much pre-work as you can do. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, so it's got to be right when you show up. So yeah. uh, you yeah. scared me. For it's got to be. You probably remember this term. And they started laughing at me. Um, even Kim's like, what does dead nuts mean? Matt <laughs> yeah. says it's got to be dead nuts. I think I've asked that. So, yeah, I forgot about that. That I I now do wish that did make it. But um, Hey, so you guys have asked about us a ton. What about you guys? How's business? Are you guys crazy busy? <sighs> yes. <laughs> I wouldn't even, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I, I thank God every day that we are as busy yeah. as we are. We have the best problems in the world, but I tell you, it is a fight still every single day. And I am just hell bent to still expect perfection and that we yeah. will figure it out. And I'm grateful. Everything I envisioned from when this business began in the bottom of the dumpster is happening. You know, I just saw it so clearly in my head. I remember my father teaching me as a kid, shooting a basketball. You got to see it first. And I was always like, right. that just makes sense. And I just, you got to visualize it and it is happening. But uh, I'm learning uh, each time we take another big step into uncharted waters, it's going to feel like the world's coming to an end, but that's normal. And you either fight through it or you tuck your tail and run. We're going to fight through it again. And that's what we're going through now with the, you know, where we are here in Raleigh, North Carolina with the new plant is it's a big monster. And, but we're, we're getting through it and everyone's healthy and everyone's got, you know, they're learning a lot and they're enjoying it. So we're just thankful for that. That's awesome. So is your, is your bigger part of the business more of like the, the pre-built, like, um, like do, do more people assemble of them at home or are more people get having you guys come out and do it for them? Yeah. 90% of our coops are, are, uh, production coops that I have. I never even see. I don't even know where they're going. And the idea is I want people to have the best coop for the best price. And go. I'm trying okay. to get people to realize those cheap Chinese coops are really There's coffins. Good. And it's not that our coops are expensive. It's those are cheap and you're going to regret yeah. it. And, and I'm trying to educate people, which is why we do this show is to try to teach people Here's what you need to know, and you're going to realize why we do what we do. And people say all the time, Matt, you're right. Uh, we keep coming back to your website. Or, Matt, you're right. We regret mm-hmm. trying to build it ourselves. We would have saved money. So that right. has been my 
really huge focus here where we are here. But our custom coupes, I tell you, it, it's we got two road crews going now and just absolutely love and appreciate all these opportunities that we have with the custom coupes, especially coming up. And this is why I wish they would do the show. They have no idea what they're missing. And like the last call we just got off of, we are replacing a huge custom coupe we did out in Calistoga, California, that unfortunately burnt down in the glass fires. Oh, wow. It's wow. a huge, beautiful coupe. 100 year old barnwood it was just absolutely amazing and i mean movie stars come down and look at it as they walk to this winery well anyways the owner called us up and he goes i want to rebuild it but we got a lot of trees we harvested from the fire so now we're going to be able to use that oh, use that lumber so in the cool. new coop mm -hmm. so there's that's awesome. Awesome. so many cool things that's happening amazing. that's very cool well so we will keep like spreading your name we love um love love what you've done for us thank and you i know when i'm out of my element and when it comes to you know coops and like just like it's it blows me away how much like ingenuity goes into like the feeding systems and like it, you know just to down to the minutest details of where they drink and where they poop yeah i mean it's uh you've made it where it's not a disgusting coop and that's beyond me because I have a disgusting coop. It's outside. Wow, uh, and so, <laughs> we, how, how long is your wait list for the teams that travel? It's, <laughs> it's fall. Ah, that's, not too that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Give me a call. Give me a call. <laughs> we, have, we have one. We have Chicoletta right now who's sitting, sitting on, on some eggs. So we have new chicks oh, coming yay. soon. Don't break the broodies. <laughs> that's my motto. Don't yeah, break okay, the broodies. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so what's yeah, next we'll for that? We're, we're on chick duty. We're on baby watch right now. Yeah. So. so what's next for Jenny and okay. Dave? Oh, um, well, we're, Luke, no more. That's a lot. Our two-year-old keeps going in the fridge and grabbing food out. Um, well, right now we are working on season four. We're not supposed to talk about it, but it's okay. So we're filming right now and that season four will air in the fall. And yeah, we have. And we've got some. We've got more uh, more products coming to Walmart. We have indoor products like dishes and nice. just indoor like decor um, that we're really proud of. Some really cool pottery pieces and just products that we've been working on for a really long time. So those are coming out this fall. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity that we had out there. And I hope, yeah, we get to do something again in the future. I would absolutely love that. All right. We'll keep you guys in mind. All right. Awesome. Talk to y'all soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. I love the I love the applause in the background. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's that's live. <laughs> huh? Huh? Great job. Aren't they the greatest people? Yeah. Great job. That is... You did a great job. They were very happy customers. Yes, I didn't expect that. You did a great job on that. Group. You didn't expect happy customers? Well, I didn't expect <laughs> um, just it's because, again, you got to remember, I mean, I they're, they're they're world famous and they're doing all this stuff. But it makes me so happy to know they're, they're, they're just regular humans and how happy they can be with having a company come in and build them a coop and how they can continue that positive effect from the coop like bringing in um the the ladies i think she called it saving grace mm -hmm. to take care of that yeah, coop that's a nice a nice touch i mean it's just brilliant yeah. i absolutely love it i love that you know they, they reached out to them to put that all together yeah. well it seems like they really give back to the 
community, mm -hmm. which is so great. It's not just a show about mm -hmm. them and rehabbing houses, but it's 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 making the whole community better. Yeah, and they have their own nonprofit. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it has a lot to do with where they planted a bunch of blueberry hmm. bushes out at their farm. And I think they have people come in and pick them and sell them and just really cool stuff. And I thought, I, I hope you viewers out there um, that are watching right now, I hope you appreciated that. If you were coming in late, that was Jenny and Dave Mars from the show Fix It a Fabulous, which airs on HGTV. They are not paying us to say anything, do anything. That was just a normal, <laughs> real conversation about yeah. their chicken coop and their chickens and just great, great people. And I forgot, I forgot I messed with him. And boy, did I play my poker face. Oh, Yeah. That should have made yeah. the cut, without a doubt. I'm sure they had a lot of good material there. Yeah, that and Jenny doing, I forgot about the chicken dance, but I yeah. remember her doing chin-ups. And I was like, oh, that's going to make the, you know, because I had to figure out ways to bring them down to try to get as much airtime as possible. And the simple fact that Dave did name drop, I thought uh -huh. was huge. Now, there were two things that I wanted to ask that I didn't, and that was, how did you get into chickens? I love asking that oh, question. Oh, right. And why isn't the chicken coop on the website? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. See, I wanted to be very respectful of their time. They even gave us an extra yes. five minutes. Um, I'll bet you they'll do it again. Ingrid, do you want to show the website? Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, they have a they have a very nice website here where you can book. You book it right there. Wait. Your stay oh, at you the Welcome Inn. No, I got it, I think. Yeah. There it is right there. So, again, if you guys haven't had a chance to check out the show, check it out. Uh, we were there doing their chicken coop, and I got to see a lot of the behind the scenes of all the work that went into this home. And coming from the world of construction, I can understand it is stressful. And I can tell you, you budget a certain number, figure that out, and then double it. And I know that's what's happened to them, but just brilliant with the colors, the design. I know it's hard to please everyone, but this – I love, you know, I mean, they, they left open brick, they left open beans, and then the wine cellar down in the basement. We had to keep going down there while they were working on that. And and I, we were fighting over electric with the contractors. <laughs> There's just so many things. Yeah. I'll never forget, we're trying to paint the coop, and they're, they're doing, they're excavating the soil in the dust. It was bone dry at the time, which actually, thank God it wasn't raining. The amount of dirt that kept blowing on the chicken coop. Um, Ingrid, I think you actually brought in a bunch of pictures yeah. that we were, I was hoping to share. I did a little bit while you guys were talking. Yeah, and that website oh. is the welcome in yes. .co. And I forgot, I wanted to show off the gift from last week that Ingrid brought in. I wanted to show that to him. I forgot all oh about that. God, what am I doing? Um, I'm letting okay. you do your thing. Oh, okay. Um, How much is that? How much is what? To stay there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I will say something else, too, that I learned when we were in Rogers, Arkansas. You know... Truth be told, hold on a minute, Ingrid. You're, All right. Uh, thank you. I, I got to see what's going on. So there's the coop right there. And um, just, I mean, look at that. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I mean, it looks even nicer now since they did all that landscaping. I did see someone ask what size it was. Um, what you're looking at, let's see. I bet you there's another picture here. Oh, we got to go in order. You have to take the other one off. You, you are correct. You are correct. Um, oh, this, yeah. Talk about painting. <laughs> Uh, Shawnee, our painter, uh, I often joke that, uh, yeah, 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 he gets paint on him. Um, so the size was, I believe, eight by eight with an 18 foot run, okay. a very most, a very common size for our craftsman coop, mm -hmm. just absolutely 
such a popular coupe. There it is, getting framed out. Me taking some selfies. Um, there's a great drone pick. Just what a beautiful coupe. I love the white, that soft white, and then you, you have that contrast. In this case, with a reclaimed door. And if you guys uh, would I listen, love that door. Yeah, yeah, that door was repurposed from the house. And a piece of glass did actually legitimately break. That sucked. And I heard, I'm like, no, who's messing with me? But it was so easy to fix. Their project manager, Kim, was just like, boom, no problem. I got this. I was like, man, can I take you with me? You know, do you want a job? Um, but there's that stained glass window. And, and again, where did you, that come from? The stained glass window? It came from the house. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that episode. Sorry. It's right in the beginning. You did. What do you mean you didn't see that episode? Oh, is that the same episode? Anyway. Oh, never mind. Okay. I've got some homework to do. Yeah, uh, apparently. So, um, yeah. All right. So, let's, uh, it's 1230. Ingrid did mention to me that there's going to be some YouTube chicken police coming up. All right. Do you want to answer some questions? I would definitely love to take the time right now to get to everyone's questions. And if we can bring those questions up in the comments page so everyone can see their okay. comments and their questions. Well, I wanted to just say hi um, to Tanya, because she is very active on our YouTube channel, and we appreciate her support on YouTube and her comments. So, hi, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Thank you so much. <laughs> From beautiful, rainy Sheridan, Wyoming. Okay. Um, here we go. Oh, fishing Matt Ryan. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> Matt looked like a slow bolt of lightning on the show when they showed him running on the <laughs> I love that clip. <laughs> If I can make a, a, a clip. A <laughs> Whatever. So we did talk about, and we weren't sure if we were going to be breaking some rules and all that paperwork we had to sign, if we're allowed to show it on the show. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. The very My very first couple seconds of national TV, they show me running. I'm like, my God, I can't get out of my own way. Boy, did I put on some pounds. Okay. I was, truth be told, I was told to run in. I did not, okay. I was well, not. Well, you did well. Mm -hmm. Question. Pocket joints versus tenon joints for your two by fours and your Carolina coops, which is best? Boy, is this a touchy subject right now. From Daniel I'm, Herman. I'm going to share real quick that we are dealing with something that I knew was going to happen. Thank you, state of California. I have all my opinions, but bottom line is they are forcing a customer of ours to have the same building codes as a home, Whoa! even though it's not a structure you live in. And in California, there's three things. You got the structure, uh, structural integrity. You got seismic, which means the earthquakes right. and fire resistant. What a nightmare. Uh, we have an awesome engineer that's been working on it. And I was up to like midnight last night trying to finalize some things. And truth be told, I mean, our coops are a giant piece of furniture. But when they're designing a house, they have to go by specs based on tests that have already been done. No tests have been officially done on pocket screw joinery. And we do have a video hopefully coming out where we got to redo it. Last week after the last week's show, we did a TikTok video that hasn't, isn't up yet where we were testing the strength again of our trusses, a rejected truss, which is pocket screw joinery. And do you remember how many pounds it took to break that? It was over a thousand. Just thousand four pounds to break that joint. And here's the thing I want to say uh, to people that are questioning, okay, should, that, should I do pocket screw joinery or tenons? All right. Do you want to explain the two for people? Oh, that, that that's a good point. All right. So you got pocket screw joinery where 
you drill a pocket hole and you screw the board that has the pocket hole in it to another board. But the beauty about pocket hole joinery is the screws go in cross grain. So it's very, very strong, especially if you're using Doug fur like we do. Going into SPF or Whitewood, it's just, it's going to strip out. It's not going to be nearly as strong, which is kind of bringing me up to what we've been talking about. And you glue. Screw, oh, it, screw and glue. Screw and glue. Glue does not matter to the county because humidity can change things. The person applying it can change things, whatever. Glue is stronger than the actual wood itself. And we see that over and over. So again, to answer this question. So tenon joints would oh, that's be. Right. So tenon joinery is when you take a piece of wood and you're going to actually cut a tenon on the end. So if, and, and it's going to mate with another piece of wood that has a square hole called a mortise. All right. So they, they mate together. It's Do you one glue of, those? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> There's a video on that. Yes, there. I was just I was just gonna say there is a video on it. We could probably bring it up. I wanted to show people a level that we take it to. Should you want to pay for it, it's way overkill. But it is nice when we do chicken coops out of four by four construction. It's the best way to join four by fours together. Now, tenon joinery is very time consuming, and but but it is one of the oldest forms of joinery, and it's probably the strongest form of joinery. However. What we have learned with pocket hole joinery is it's stronger than the wood. So if time is important and having something that is going to be very affordable in your uh, joinery application, it's, in my opinion, the way to go. But if you want the bragging rights of mortise and tenon, then go to mortise and tenon. Uh, Ingrid's bringing it up right now. So, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and screen share. And, oh, I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. But Let's take the – just mute that. Okay. Yeah. So she's working a little bit behind the scenes. We're going to bring it up to kind of show you a video that's on our website. Me showing the difference or showing what mortise and tenon joinery is. Uh, maybe compared to pocket screw joinery and Ingrid. I'm just getting to the. I know. Getting to I, know good part. I don't mind people seeing what you're doing. We don't got to. I, I think they'll appreciate this. Uh, oh, God. Was I looking. Boy, have I aged. Holy cow. <laughs> we all have. No, no. All right. So there it is. Look at it. Slim and fit. Back when I didn't have as many white hairs. So there's the video rated. Um, oh, so you just went to YouTube.com and did a search mortise and tenon Carolina Coops. Okay. Mm -hmm. It could be that simple. There I am showing you in our old shop in New York uh, what mortise and tenon is. So again, if you're weighing the pros and cons, pocket screw joinery, if done correctly, is extremely strong. Extremely strong. If it ever fails, the wood's going to fail before the joinery. Mortise and tenon is just... Look at that shot. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Um, that, that's how you <laughs> drill a square hole. And I love as a woodworker, I absolutely love it because you have to be dead nuts accurate. There is no room for error. And it's very satisfying to drill a square hole. Look at that. And we've actually, my, one of my old guys, he broke that bar, believe it or not. No, he actually broke the original bar, and I had to put a stainless steel bar in there. But there it is. I mean, there's no better way to just uh, – Spend some time in the shop. You get the right depth. So, so on and so forth. So hopefully that explains mortise and tenon versus pocket hole joinery. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's the money shot right there. Here we go. It's going to slip right in. Look at that. So Boom. that's dug fur going into pressure treated. It is because pressure yes. treated is going to be on the ground, but you can absolutely get away with regular dug fur going all the way up, which is what I recommend because pressure treated lumber, boy, does that stuff get, it moves on you. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit more difficult to work with. There we go. All right. So. Seven minutes. Wow, I'm working question. hard today. I'm you are. Good. You are on point, Ingrid. <laughs> good job. Okay. I want what she had for breakfast. 
<laughs> Another question from Daniel Harmon. Should you paint all the wood before you build so that the wood is protected? Should you? It, it, I see what she's saying. So what she's saying is, um, he, he. Daniel. oh, Daniel, I'm sorry. I thought I said Danielle. Um, if you paint all your parts before you put it together, I would say there's definitely a, a huge benefit to that because one, you can paint all the parts maybe indoors. So you're not so at the mercy of the weather. And when you are combining two pieces of wood, when you're assembling the coop, you do have a layer of protection between those two pieces of wood. So I would say it is definitely an advantage. Don't need to, but an advantage if you have the ability. Does it affect if, because when you paint, you're actually making it a little bit thicker. Right? Fun fact, fun fact. Each layer of paint. Now we're not talking about stain, even paint. a solid acrylic stain, paint. How thick is every layer of paint? Do you guys know? No. I wonder if our audience knows. Mm. Every layer of paint adds a thickness mm -hmm. and it does become a nightmare. So you don't want to paint the end of your freeze blocks, if you will, because then you're really going to go crazy. The answer is actually a sheet of paper. Huh. And when you think about it with the construction of our coops, if you do three coats and three sheets of paper, and then it's at both ends, now it's six sheets of paper, and that's going to be maybe about a 30 seconds. And that may not sound like a lot, but when it adds up part after part, Oh, yeah, that could turn into a nightmare. So you do want to be careful. One of the reasons why we actually love solid acrylic stain, it actually penetrates into the wood. You'll have a lot less maintenance with solid acrylic stain. It'll look like paint. The disadvantage of solid acrylic stain is because it penetrates into the wood, you will have stamps leak through, and you'll see it. You'll have the, uh, the tannins in the wood and the knots leak through, and that can turn into a nightmare, especially if it's really, really warm outside. You can sand the... The stamps on the wood, though, right? You or can. What, what we do is we use an oil-based primer. With stain? Yes. <laughs> well, okay. To be technical, you are correct. Because if you put that oil-based primer on, that means it's going to stop the stain from coming in. Mm. It's such a small area. We've never had any issues. But Ingrid is correct. In theory, good job, Ingrid. Boy, she was an A student. Um, stain is meant to penetrate. So if you are going to go over with a solid acrylic uh, primer... In this case, oil base. It was actually recommended by the paint distributor to do that. We just haven't had any issues. It did right. work. And we use woodscapes, right? Is that what it's called? Woodscapes. With yeah, we use by... woodscapes by Sherwin Williams. Mm -hmm. Very expensive, but it's well worth it. Great product. And I saw a really surprising um, accounting of how many gallons it takes to do each coop, and oh. I was shocked. Do you have those numbers? Not in front of me. Yeah, it's, I have them. it's it's. I tell you. It was really, really surprising how much, how much, how much is used. Yeah, and think about it. When you're using, a, it's about 60, 70, 80 bucks a gallon. Um, and we'll go through 20 gallons easily, easily. Uh, it's just, it's not pretty. And also very, very time consuming. So people are um, asking about the feeding system in the coop for Dave and Jenny. Because um, you did... Uh, we did a feeder hopper, so feeder actually, hopper. I'm just going to take yeah, over. Yeah, Is it all right if I take over? All right, and so let's, uh, by the way, for an uh -oh, American coop, uh -oh. uh, six by 12, six gallons. And that's spraying, so it might be a little less if you roll it on, right? Six gallons for yeah, a for six, a six I am by heavily 12. distracted, not paying and, attention And uh, six now. by 30, 10 gallons. Wow. Where's our website? A craftsman takes Versus Carolina 20 coops. gallons. 
Oh, the one right in front of me? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. All right, so let's bring up the website. I already forgot what the heck we were just talking about. So you might oh, be losing money on your paint. That is really, really expensive. If they're if they cost that much. And here's the other thing, I can't say it enough, and we have to get these videos done because I want people to realize when you get your coupe and it's not painted and you want it to look like our coupes do on the website, yeah, we too spend two, three days caulking, wood filling, sanding. You're not the only one. It takes so much work if you want that beautiful finished look. You don't have to, but if you want that, you're dealing with an organic material. We do everything we can to make sure the best face is facing out, to make it as easy as possible for you. But we've had a couple of people like, oh my gosh, Matt, you won't believe how much time I had to spend. I spent two days wood filling. Oh yeah, us too. All right, so. Peter Hopper. So do you think staining is like an e like less effort than painting? Not when it's a solid stain. Uh, I, I would think a transparent stain. Might yeah, just be like a, little, a wood stain that brings out less. the natural wood, like you would do. I think so. Wouldn't that be a little bit less work? Oh gosh. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> it it depends because you can spray it on, but then you're you're gonna end up having to brush it in. And if you have a semi-transparent stain. The amount can make all the difference in how rich or dark mm -hmm. it becomes. That's true. And then if you got multiple people doing it, those two people are gonna. It's you can see the difference, and or you brush it on by hand so you don't have a lot of air bubbles. I mean, it, it can get a little tricky. Long term, without a doubt, staining, whether it's solid or semi-transparent, is gonna result in less work. If you paint, you will have maintenance. Okay. All right. So here's a feeder hopper. Now this is not the one in Jenny and Dave's coop. So now we can officially come out with the video, right? We have so many behind the scenes videos from their coop. And truth be told, you wouldn't believe, I don't know, it probably didn't get included on No, the, um, I didn't put it on the website. All yet, right, so the feeder hopper is inside the hen house. And this is just one of the greatest ways to make it so that you have at least amount of work when it comes to feeding your chickens. It's just a cabinet inside, if you will. And here you can see the, uh, oh, wait a minute, you probably can't see because my head. And I hear Ingrid huffing and puffing. What? 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 I'm not huffing oh, and puffing. Okay. I just can't breathe. Sorry, uh, uh, it's allergies. I know. I hear Sorry. you. Um, all right. So if we zoom How in. How much feed does that hold? Oh, I just did something. Seriously. Two to 300 pounds. It depends on what size feeder hopper it is. Uh, it's. I wish we had the pictures of theirs because it makes it real easy to explain. But it's just like a laundry hamper. Oh, you got it, Ingrid? Well, just talk amongst yourself and I'll get it. Okay? <laughs> all right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's just a. Think of it like a laundry hamper inside. You pull your feed bags out from underneath the hen house because you got all that wonderful stuff. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's just, here, bring that. Oh, that's right. And theirs was very different. I tell you, here's an example of when all you right, get into designing it, a chicken coop, there is a domino effect. And here's what happened. We couldn't have the upper part of the hopper because we had to have the window off to the right, as you see here in the hopper. Um, you wouldn't believe, and I got this all on video. There's the inside shot. So we line it with high density. It's at an angle because it's all got to, you know, eventually make its way, you know, the, using gravity down to the bottom. Oh, and so, so I want you, I guys, I want you guys to picture this. Here we are. The production company is like, Matt, you got three hours, two hours. I think at about the two hour mark, we're just now trying to put the hopper in their coop. Yeah. Wouldn't fit. Ooh. Wouldn't even fit through the door. And I have this all on video. So when Ingrid does the walk around video, you guys will be able to see this. 
The solution was I had to cut out the casing to the door. Store-bought pre-hung door Uh, in there with the Japanese saw, cutting everything so perfectly so we could have just the right amount of room to play like Tetris. We had to push it in and then push it in that way. You couldn't turn. There's no room. Um, And then piece it back together in time before Jenny and Dave came down with their chickens to shoot the reveal of their chicken coop. And if you look at it, you would never know. What we Good had job. to do, thanks. Whoa. Oh, was I mad? I was like, this is the real things that happened. Of course, the film crew didn't catch it, and it's probably better they didn't. There's so much stuff. And when you're editing things like that, it's it's a lot. And you have to make a decision. Do you want this? Do you not? You make sure when you're doing the video walk around for their coop. Mm-hmm. That's where we started the Evan and I. I wish he was here right now. Never going to see it. Never going to see it. We started the old <laughs> no. salt pepper. Never going to see it. Woo, woo, woo. I mean, we're literally singing and dancing like idiots. And that's Didn't not... you do that in Santa Fe? Uh, well, that's no. It started at the HGTV coupe. And then we ended up out in Santa Fe oh. after that. Not the one before. Okay. Years ago, the other custom coupe in Santa Fe. So we just kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And then the rule is when someone starts saying never going to see everyone's got to stop what they're doing start no matter what they're doing if they're up on the ladder or whatever they start singing and dancing everyone would do it but Sean he just didn't want to do it oh but we have that all on video all right questions oh i'm sorry yeah i want to get back to i want to be able to say thank you to all the people here uh, taking the time to watch the show i hope you're enjoying it. if you're now just joining us and if you didn't catch it earlier we had Jenny and Dave Mars on do Kind of a follow-up interview on their wonderful coop we did at the Bed and Breakfast. Um, but if you have any questions, please. What episode was it again? Yeah, it's episode, ep- th- episode three. It's called. Um, Turning Fixer Point. To, yeah. Fixer to Fabulous. Welcome in on HGTV and Discovery Plus. The episode that had the um, coop on it was episode three. Mm-hmm. It's a part of a four-part series. I would recommend all of them because it's really it is. like what they did with that house. Yeah. And even the last episode they had, they found someone who originally lived as a child in that house. Mm-hmm. So that was really... I was there that day. Oh, were I was, you? That I got really to talk cool. to him. He was that so is, cool. That is a nice touch. And we, I probably talked to him for like half an hour out front. And I'm just in awe of it because that is fascinating. Yeah. He, so he grew up in that house and it just, you know, it, it was in disrepair, at, you know, decades after. But so we have a question. Yeah, I like that one right there. Whew, yeah. God, get me off the hook here. There you go. Yeah, we're getting a lot of calls with mixed flocks now. So Anthony says, does having a mixed flock of chickens and ducks reduce some predators or do all the predators go after the ducks just the same? So does it help to have a mixed flock? I don't think so. As I far think as predators. all of those oh, poultry in general is tasty to predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like they have a seafood allergy or something <laughs> it's like well hold on he's saying does having a mixed flock and, and he's referring to chickens and ducks reduce some predators it definitely wouldn't but adding i mean i remember one time you had a royal palm turkey and you said that turkey would actually help protect the chickens and of course we talked about the guardian geese but i know here we're just talking about chickens and ducks now if anything you might oh ducks are so good the duck eggs <laughs> love them all right here we go i'm gonna take that one off i miss having that turkey he was such a great pet. I'm building my own coop and have learned so much from you guys. Awesome. How big should the chicken door be from the hen house to the run? Chicken size. <laughs> I, I tell you, that question comes up a lot. And I, we talked about this a little bit last week where the theory is that maybe you want to make it even bigger 
if you have reluctant chickens going up the ramp. Right, right. I mean, you don't want it just chicken-sized. You want it bigger than your chickens. Oh, yeah. You want to make sure the chickens get through it. Right. I, I, I don't know. We use our standard sizes based on an automatic door. That's how we come up with it because to me it just so makes sense. So what is that? Like 12 inches? Well, and I, actually, to be fair, it, it depends on which door. But our guardian – so our standard door on the run, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> actually, now I think about it. It's just based on the chicken guardian door. But I have seen my turkeys – Ducks and chickens all go through that with no problem. But I know there are some people, they're like, no, no, no. And he's it's... talking about the door on top of the ladder. No, I know. I okay. know. Right. I know. But I'm just trying to th remember the size, and I don't. And if and I don't want to make people think you got to put an automatic door on the front end right. house. But that's how we came up with our size. And I, I want to say it was eight and a half inches by 12, if I, I remember correctly. I think it almost looks having um, a dark Brahma. It almost looks like, oh, that's too small. But they're like kind of floofy. It's like a cat with their whiskers. Like if the whiskers can fit, like, you know, they can <laughs> kind of get in there. And they might, some of them might have to duck or some of them will duck because they want to get out of the door, whatever. I mean, it just, it doesn't seem proportionate to all the chickens sometimes, but there's never been a problem. Yeah, right. so I would say probably industry standards 12 by 12. But if you're building an opening for a chicken to go through and you ever think you might put an automatic door on it, that's what should determine it. Okay. Well, that's fair. Mm -hmm. And the chicken guardian isn't the ideal door for the top of the ladder because it opens vertically. I want to do a show. So someone is asking about fermenting chicken feed. I want to do a show all about yeah. fermenting chicken feed. I don't feed. even see it. I know. There's so many we questions. Try it. Oh yeah, here it is. I think Chuck. Ingrid Ingrid, you've tried it, right? Um I'm thinking about fermenting my chicken feed. What are your thoughts on this? I ferment chicken grains that I add to it. So the feed I use has um I guess pellets and seeds in it. And I I just it, it takes a lot to ferment that. You know, a big quantity. So I give them fermented um, grains that I put just in a ball jar, and it's a it's a probiotic. So I guess I mean they love it. The squirrels love it. Um, <laughs> however, there is the school of thought that says that because chickens keep their food in their crop, they're actually fermenting fermenting it themselves. Which they are. I've yeah, seen that. Yeah, that's firsthand. a very good point. So is it necessary? Some people say like fermenting the feed will add to the feed because it expands the stuff, but you also have to worry about mold. You have yes. to be careful. Yeah. So to me, doing it in the small mason jars, yes, Matt? You, uh, I, I, he, I, he, he got a squirrel moment. He did. He and, got very um, excited. I, I will say, too, <laughs> that I've partnered with some homebrew clubs, trying, and they are happy to give me their spent grains. Oh, yeah, that's um, good stuff. In exchange for eggs. Um, I'm going to assume Nan has not chimed in yet. Nan, if you are listening um, – I would love the samples. We got we, there's so much great stuff going on, and I hate when I forget it. We got some samples from a customer, and she we promoted what she did lately. Gail, mm -hmm. she put her coop together, mm -hmm. and we showed it off. She did an amazing job. Yeah, that was and, on Instagram. And she called me up. She said, "Matt, I I had to buy hemp from one of your competitors because when I went to order your hemp, it was so expensive to ship it. And I think that was just happened to be a small, short little window of a snafu of." Pricing, which Ingrid is definitely, she jumps on and fixes right away. Anyways, she sent me the samples, four bags. And I want to, if, if anyone out there is listening in the building, please bring them to me. They're right on my desk. I want to show them to you. This is fascinating. This is fascinating. Thank you. Um, I want to see what your thoughts are. Okay, now don't just jump right in. Give me a minute, okay, to explain what's going on. 
Uh, so what, what brought that up though? Something just triggered that thought. A mold and fermented. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So my, you know, my thought about fermenting is I did it a lot for the pigs, but you definitely gotta have grain. And I love this mill that we can buy chicken feed, goat feed, and pig feed from. It's all grain. It's not like pellets compressed together where that's yeah. just going to turn to mush. Um, does food ferment in nature? What did chickens eat before we were feeding them? You know what I mean? So to me, I think that's another thought we have to think about. Right. I Like I said, I do it on a very small scale with, uh, you know, mason jars and just give them a little bit in the morning. Um, but I mean, I don't think I have to. I've just done it now for four years, so I just keep doing it. I give them that with a bunch of other things, microgreens and grapes and blueberries and all sorts of fun stuff. So Homestead Engineering said he was painting his coop today and stopped to come and watch the show. Yeah, I just so read thank that. You. Thank you. That is awesome. All right, here comes the wonderful Nonner making it all happen. How's it going today, Non? It's a, a job I would never want is Non's job. Oh, my gosh, how she does it. All right, you ready for the, oh, what, what's going on? I don't know. What'd you do? I don't know. It's, you know, Max just we're nuts. Oh, forbid Max. Are you ready for this real quick? Um, and again, thank you for all your questions and comments. Please bring them in. I promise uh, we will get to them. Or I'm going to make sure Ingrid, oh make God, sure we promise. get to them. Yes, I'm promising. And we'll do a rapid fire because we don't get <laughs> oh to them. God. And I do want to do YouTube Chicken Police. But if we don't get to it, I'd rather focus on the questions and comments coming in Absolutely. than to just satisfy my own self. Oh, God. Already. I mean, all right. Really? So, so check it out. Here's. Okay. Oh, you can smell it. Even Isn't that bags. crazy? Now, here's the thing. Does no. it look bad? Can no. We, no, you can't see it. Put looks, it closer to yourself. It looks like hemp. It's a little chunky. It doesn't look bad. No. Careful. Open that up. Yeah. Oh, how can you do it that close that long? Oh, oh my. and there might be. Maybe I burnt out my, my nose smelling chicken poop. I, what does it smell like for people that are not seeing or so you Southerners, this. unfortunately, don't understand this because you don't have basements here. You go up north, you go down into most people's basements, especially in an old house. It's that mold, musty smell. Awful. It, it smells a little chemical-ish. Ooh, I've heard rumors. I'm not, I've been taught you never beat up your com competition. That's, that's not what I'm doing. Hey, Ingrid, have you smelled these? I have not. Here, Ingrid. I'm going to toss come you one. <laughs> Oh, oh she almost throw. caught it too. Oh, she's shoeless like me. Are you shoeless? I, I, I took my flip flops. I didn't catch it because I was Throw tethered. From so my... here's the thing I don't oh. get. I'll... Yeah. <laughs> that is a basement. That's a musty basement smell. Spoken like a true New Yorker. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Do you smell any chemical in there? I, I see. It's so bad. Oh I'd my be... God, it's awful. So again, we are smelling some uh, hemp that a customer oh. of ours bought. A Coop customer bought some hemp from another company. And I felt so bad for her when she was telling me this. It she was does gonna, look good, too. And it, it looks good. That's the thing I don't get. So we need to send this. I would not this. wear this around my neck. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> That's a good point. They all smell just as bad. Oh, God. Um, I would yeah. love to know where to send this, where they can analyze it and tell me why it smells so bad. Because it's awful. Don't it is. It's me. When I opened up that box, it was downright awful. So we sold her a couple new bales. When the hemp comes in. Should be today. So Patty is asking, do you sell the feeder hopper on your site? I couldn't find it. Mm, do if, we? If it is on there, it's on the Craftsman page. Yeah. Um, do we sell the feeder hopper separately? I, for other coops? I don't know. I only... Oh. So, ooh, what was that? I don't know. That was a weird sound. So switch, <laughs> switch to... Go ahead and switch. Switch, no. switch to... Yes, because <laughs> no. you do such a great job with the website. Well, there People, it is. 
Yes, people would love to see the navigation of you going around our wonderful website that Ingrid has created from scratch, does an amazing job, so much great information on there, but exactly what you just brought up, let's yeah. talk about that. And I, I, I get compliments on the website and all the information on there every single day. Well, thank you. There's always, okay. I can't, there's okay, always, here we go. All right, there's always improvements to be so, made. Right so, here, there's the external feeder hopper. Now, I am not a fan. If you are going to buy a coupe um, and you don't get the Craftsman, then yes. I don't think that's a feeder hopper. Isn't that, that's a, that's a feeder hopper or is that a storage? No, that's a feeder hopper. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's a feeder hopper, but that's what I we call an you? external feeder hopper. <laughs> and I think what happened is we, I should say Evan, finally got around to creating the external feeder hopper based on a lot of requests for our coops that don't have room inside the hen house. So if you are thinking about getting a craftsman coop, my recommendation is definitely get it where it's inside. That way you're not, unless you're looking for exercise, walking around 50 pound bags all the way around here. Or you can drive your vehicle right up to that. Well, not feeder always. Hopper. I mean, you take a look at, let's go down and look at some. So right there is an example of the internal feeder hopper. And, and Got to check out the video. It took 1.3 seconds to dump 50 pounds of feed in there. And think about it. You go to lift it up, you can set it right on this shelf mm -hmm. versus the external one. It is nice. It is nice, okay? It's not as nice as if you can put it inside. But if you have an American, Carolina, even a Cali, we do sell these separately, do we not? Mm, notice. I have. Mm. I have. Okay, good, good. Is it on the website? No. Oh, it's right there, feeder well, hopper. That, that's for the Craftsman Coop. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't, I mean, I don't know how you would incorporate that. We'd have to do an external one for an American or other coops, and I don't, I mean, if you want to give me prices on that and put that as an option. We got so many things going on. Poor Ingrid. The merch, the merch is almost about ready to oh finally make it on the website. Yeah, I'm working so hard. Thank you. Yeah, not, I, I feel so Merch. Bad. Merch. Options add-ons are we gonna do my idea of the shirt i was almost gonna ask the audience I, I i asked my personal friends to chime in and i don't disagree with what ingrid's saying no well, I, I like this one okay, we need a t-shirt that says don't break the brood yeah so i that's, was that is my my motto yeah i i thought the same thing when you said that earlier that and bantams don't count mm -hmm. um chicken math there's there's lots of ones that we've talked about that are requested what about the one don't peck on me well, you know what I thought. I sent it to you. Too much. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I mean, you revised no. it. Thank you. Jeez. You re I revised it. Non came up with the don't peck on me. It is slightly political. I don't want to piss everyone off or half the people, but I think people might appreciate it. I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm at fault trying to get too many people's opinions. You can't make everyone happy, but I do try. Can you use a long chain to hang your feeder or is there too much sway? No, that is recommended. If you got one of those regular yep. 20, 30, 40 pound galvanized feeders, absolutely hang it. Hang it right in the middle of your run. So that way, if you got sideways rain, it's not going to get it wet and it keeps the chickens from trying to perch on it. That is the most important thing. Yes. I have it underneath the hen house, which also with a... Yeah. But it's it, a smaller one. Yeah, and that is a it's a way to avoid the chain is we would just put shepherd's hooks right underneath the front hen house wall, and then you could just put the handle right on it, and it works out perfect. Okay. Um, hang on a second. Okay. When will the new hemp bedding be back in stock? She can't Amber can't wait to try it. All right, thank you, Amber. It Probably should be today. It should be here today. Well, uh, we limited got limited 
limited quantities today. Well, okay. And then but the she, big be, truck will be coming shortly after. It'll be back in stock today. We only have one then, or two, three. I can't win around here. No. We got hemp coming in today. How's it not going to be back in stock? Because you weren't at the meeting. Yes. If you would have been at the meeting. And <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I sorry. I, I was a little busy the, making sure everyone's yeah. happy. I took notes at the meeting and gave them to you, and it was on you there. You expected me to read it? I know. What were you <sighs> thinking, Kristen? Hold on. Well, that's why I sent it to you and Non, so she could read it to you. You're at gonna, bedtime or something. You're I don't gonna, know. You're going to tell me. <laughs> we are not. We are getting a very limited amount that is going to, um, that's already pre-sold for oh, chicken coops. coops. Oh. Then in a few weeks, we should be getting the bigger truck load. Next week, it's supposed to be here. Okay. Yeah, see. Well, oh, it better be. And the be. reason why is when we're already sending 1,000 or 2,000 pounds on a pallet, the, the hemp is almost free shipping because it doesn't add to the cost. But if we don't ship it with the coop and we ship it later, it can be hundreds of dollars to ship. So it just doesn't make sense to leave the people buying coops hemp free. I, I, you know, I, I you know, know, it, I, know. It, I get your guys. We need to hold up. back just a few for. The I don't like holding back. Out. I don't like holding back. We have I hemp know you coming don't hold in. Back. I know you don't. Right, hold they're back. already sold though. Those true, but they their coops aren't going to go out maybe three, four, five, six, however long. Why? Not sell it now. All right, this is know. not a discussion for yeah, we'll the uh, podcast. Just, this is I, just, I want people to see. Boy, I wish we could film our meetings. It's like ah, you know, and we all disagree. The, yes, man I'm, the mandatory meeting that you called that you weren't a part of. I'm sorry that I had a scheduled <laughs> meeting. Why would with you schedule something company during our, our company mandatory that meeting? That is spending a ridiculous amount of money. I was blown away when they told me how much this production crew is going to be to come in and film us and about our products and how. Yeah, so it was so, kind of important. Let's move along. All right. Kelly says, any tips to get rid of red mites? I can't seem to get rid of them, and I don't want to get rid of the coop and start again. Okay, you definitely do not need to get rid of the coop. That used to be a bug guy. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, I right? love that. Ingrid is on point today. Love it. Uh, I think we need to switch seats. First, <laughs> first things first. Anytime <laughs> you have a pest-related issue, positive identification. There are several... There's a handful, I'm going to say a handful of species of mites that are red. And one way to tell the identification is when you crush them. One will crush and be brown. One will crush and be red. That can identify you mean one. their guts? Yeah. One could be a clover mite and one could be a, God, I think even roost mites might be red. I, I tell you, it's been a while and I hate that I'm losing my touch. Bottom line is you got to first get, so you take some pieces of tape, all right, clear tape. And catch those little buggers on the tape, all right? And then you take it to the microscope, and then you look at them. And believe it or not, you'll be amazed. It's not that hard to positively identify them, but that is a must, absolute must. Really? Maybe the treatment is the same for both mites. You're breaking a major rule, breaking a major rule. I don't know. There are different species of mites that react different that live in different places. So you will be unsuccessful in your, whatever your application is gonna be or your way of getting rid of them if you don't understand why they're there, where they're living, what are they feeding on. Aren't I've, they feeding on the chickens though? Yeah. Not all the time, not all the time, not all the time. You'd be amazed. So gotta positively identify them. That might be fun. I know we're putting together the show for Pest ID and it might be a lot of fun 
to bring up some examples on how to identify them, where you're just counting the segments of the antenna, you're counting the segments in the legs. The way the legs are will tell you the species. Oh, we're going to be playing that audio clip all hour. I think I'm going to be absent that day. So, yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example. <laughs> like, if it's roost mites, and I'm trying to remember what the I'm color... I'm really trying to get excited what, what, what color? about that show, and I can't... Here, here, here. Great book. What color are roost mites? Uh, because I want to say they might be red, but I could be wrong. But that's that. that those are like bed bugs. I think didn't we talk about this last week? And we, um, or maybe with the with the vet and Dr. Crespo, and she said to use. Sorry, we decided to use. E, what is it? ESP. Elect. Um. Uh. Elector. Now, if you just want to throw a dart at the dartboard like this, because, then fine. And the, the Do nice the spray thing about and that, pray. That's not being a real exterminator. <laughs> the nice thing about that is you don't have to hold back the eggs. That used to be a bug guy. Positively identify and then go from there. I promise it's well worth it. I did it for many years. So how do you get rid of mites on a chicken? It depends on what kind they are. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. You might have to treat them from the outside. You might have to have a systemic medicine, and uh, you got to treat them from the inside. But that also might be just a reaction to reduce the population, but they're going to keep coming if you don't find out where they're living. If you don't know the species, you don't know where they're living, so you can target your application there. It's that simple. All right. Oh, here's red mite. Um, uh... Look at them all. Look at them all. She can't, nobody can see. See, uh, and look at, so you get them, yes, you get them underneath the mic. This is what we should bring up. I do want to do this. I tell you, I, I, it's been so long. Pictures of some mites here in a table. And this is what you do. You got, and I'm telling you, the books will even tell you, positively identify, and then you go from there. Not to mention it's illegal to actually use pesticides that are not on the label. Most of them will be. Uh, use pesticides where the pest is not on the label, I should say. Yeah, but anyways, label use. All right. It's already 107. <clears throat> I, I would love to get to some YouTube chicken police, but we don't well, have we got to. got more questions. Yes, let's get to them first. So I have a, like fishing Matt Ryan, I'm sorry, Matt, but we cover this all the time. <laughs> You're clearly not watching the show enough. <laughs> this is to dust your poultry every seven days for red mites. <laughs> you got to break the life cycle. You got to know the life cycle or you might be not applying enough. Okay, Thank so you. Fishing Matt Ryan says, when I clean out my deep litter, can I put it straight into the flower beds or do I have to let it rest a while? Matt, we did a show on this. Ingrid and I would let it rest maybe for a week or two, but uh, you technically could take the bottom layers and put that directly on your flower bed because yeah. that's already rested. Your so show and tell from a couple of weeks ago of five years worth of... You know, it yeah. is here in case you want to bring that yeah, up. Again. Matt, you don't you don't want anything with two years of chicken poop. Yeah, that's good stuff. You don't want anything with too much nitrogen on your flower beds. Fine wine, aged four years. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to get some of that. Yeah, I made you one to up, wear around folks. your neck. I know. I know. I mean to. Oh. And you are. My, I see you are yes, sporting yes, your yes, chicken. Does somebody have wine? <laughs> my, my chicken poop necklace. So what is the answer? Just so wait. the answer is so if if. If it if you're taking the 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 fresh um, stuff from the deep litter, it's probably high in nitrogen. You probably don't want to put that straight on your plants. For instance, we were going to clean out our coop in the winter. We never got around to it, so now I'm going to wait again to the winter. So it'll be over two years. Isn't that a nice coop. function feature? Yeah, I'll we never got off. around to I'll it. I'll just put it off another year. Yeah. That might be the T-shirt. Put it off another year. We'll show <laughs> someone cleaning out a coop. Eh, not ready yet. It's just because I want to use that in the garden, mm -hmm. and now it's now the garden is active, and I don't. I'm not going to put it in there. That stuff is gold. I I tell you, Miracle Grow's got nothing on chicken manure. I know, and I hear there's a fer uh, fertilizer shortage. 
And that's increasing. That's I wasn't reason. even going to get into the, all the things that we're hearing lately. Yeah, it is getting there's freaky. There's a lot of people Why calling. are all of a sudden the food processing plants being blown up, burned down? All of a sudden, you know, they're shutting people down and they're processing their own meat. Should I get the tinfoil hats? No, I'm not. No, no. But I tell you, it's crazy. And just then checking. just today, supposedly out in Colorado, a positive. Oh, I saw that too. With we're a supposed to be ramping down on that. So what do we do with a broody hen and we have no rooster? Kathy's asking. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. Don't break the broody. Give her babies. It's the best way to refresh your flock and to bring in that second generation. She does all the work and those chicks inherit her place in the pecking order. The other hens won't even dare to look at those chicks. The other thing too, I think, is some people... Um, like me has limited space but you can even give a broody hen like one or two chicks you don't have to give them a whole bunch of chicks if you don't have space or you want to stagger I just want people to realize that yeah that's true Um, also you can give her some extras just in case there might be some some that don't make it but you can and whatever's left over it's so easy to sell or give away Extra chicks. I mean, there's people buying, selling, trading, brokering on Facebook groups. <laughs> Can I take just a minute and ask for people's opinions on the don't peck on me? Do you have it? Can we do, do you that? Have it? Can we? Please. It's your show. Yeah. But I, I, I like to hear. All right. Now, can you do me a favor again? Anyone else out there? Just bring in the rough draft of a T-shirt I want to do. And I get how. The you worst thing you can, oh yeah, the okay. worst thing you can do in a business is start to do anything politically. And I get that maybe originally, over 200 years ago, this was a political flag. And you guys will see what I mean where it comes from. But it does resonate with today, where people are either being, you know, the local government's fighting against. No, you can't have a chicken coop to just whatever. I think everyone could relate to this design that we came up with. And and I do agree. You know, I I run everything by Ingrid. And I like that she has a different view on things and I want to listen to what she has to say because I, I, everyone knows me. I don't want to upset anyone, but I also like to create something new and, and give people the option to be able to use it or share it or whatever. I would love to hear what our viewers right now think about it because I think this is just too damn good to pass up. I don't know. All right. So Nan's bringing it in right now. We're going to bring this up here in a little bit. Yeah, don't. There it is right there. So, again, I have an idea for a t shirt, and I don't want to cause any. I don't want to piss anybody off, and I know that's impossible. And we got our people on YouTube, and I don't want. want We don't want to ruffle any feathers. Thank you, Nan. That is the right way to put it. All right, so let's get to a couple more questions. Um, home, home. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I got got a new disease. You got to just trust me. I know what I'm. Don't hit the mic. Homestead Engineering said when he ordered his, or she ordered his, I don't want to assume, that um, when I ordered my hemp from C, from Carolina Coops, it was delivered in two days. So. I hear, I've i been hearing that a lot. It's crazy. Either things are taking forever or they're like, man, I can't believe it's here already. So that's awesome. Thank we you use, for it, it ships out pretty quickly. I mean, yeah. once you order it and we have it in stock, it ships out and it goes very quickly. Will DE get rid of mites? Technically, No. Why is that, you, Matt? Because it's too much to get into now, but I think if we explain it right. For example, how are you going to use the DE? Are you going to use it in cracks and crevices where the, maybe that species of mite is hiding? Or are you going to put it on your chickens 
as a prevention, just like you'd put on bug spray. You put on bug spray, it doesn't get rid of mosquitoes. It said to dust the chickens. You can dust the chickens. Yeah. But you can also use DE in the cracks and crevices where they're harboring and maybe eliminate the problem. So there's prevention and control, and then there's elimination. That is going to be a fun show. I can't wait to get into it. Go ahead. I'm just looking for questions. Hold on. Well, yeah, no, no. What, what do you think of chicken call contest with an entry fee to get bales of hemp maybe once a year. So actually, Terry, I, I, I glad, I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to think of more things we can do to engage and be able to give back to our viewers and just do all the things that we're ramping up to. And if you haven't been to our tick, if you have not been to our TikTok, uh, we have a couple examples where Ethan is trying to do his chicken call, his clucking, and his voice was gone. It is so funny, but Ethan, when he's got his voice, he has the best chicken cluck. But uh, yeah, we'll put that in the list of things to talk about. And I would like to possibly do something like that. All right. So I see Kevin Brooks says, don't peek on me. Love it. No, don't peck on me. All right. So here's the idea. Yeah. So Ingrid sent, or uh, Kristen sent me some the other day and it was a very similar logo. And then I thought about this would make such a great t-shirt. And then Nan said, put don't peck on me. So, oh, this is green. You don't see it because of the green screen. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Try to picture the grass is green. And the idea was is to do an all yellow T-shirt, which just it says, just don't peck on me. I, I think it's subtle enough. Right. I, I really do. Right. And I can understand some people, if, if they have the wrong idea, can take it the wrong yeah, way. If you had some snakes on there in the background, that might be a little bit more yeah. obvious, but... I wish we could see the green. I mean, we could turn the green screen off for a second and you'll see what it really looks like. But maybe that'll ruin the shot. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys think. And if you are someone that's like, Matt, that is stupid. That is uh, business suicide. Tell me. Because I do like to listen to what people have to say and then make a decision from there. But I think this is just too darn good to... Anything with a chicken on it. Exactly. Not too too good to... Well, you're really giving Fish and Matt Ryan a lot of uh, action today. Well, he's he doesn't always make the show. Oh, He's, that is I mean, true. He does have some good content. And he is a huge fan. So I have a broody Orpington, says Matt. I, if I give her a chick, would you have to put food and water in the hen house for the chick or would it be able to go in, outside in the run? Yes, uh, she would go. She would take that chick to the run. So I would recommend you do that for her so they don't tumble down the ladder. And she's going to raise that chick in the run. That is the easiest thing to do, but we have seen them do it in the egg hutch. Yeah, sometimes I, I'll give a little bit of food and water in the egg hutch while the chicks are hatching because it could take a couple days for them all to hatch and then for her to get up off the nest, maybe even more than a couple days. Mm -hmm. So, And that's fine. You know, they go through the mail for the first two days of life. And you told me years ago that's one of the reasons why you liked that we have removable dividers right. to make more room in there for a water and feeder. I just also want to point out that you don't always have to give eggs to the broody. Like I actually got live chicks to put underneath mm -hmm. my broody. So there is other options because I, did, I didn't want to deal with the possibility of a rooster. So I got, like, I think they were about two days old that I put under the broody hen at night um, after 21 days. And I think in her case, it was actually 24 just because of timing. And I put three, I, I removed the eggs and I put the chicks in the night and she was fine. And I did have food and water in there. I removed the divider. I had food and water in there. And she was so sick of being up there that she came down. All of a sudden, like a couple hours later, they were all down on the run. 
don't know how they got there, but they all were. Yeah. All right, I'm going to just switch over to this. I think it might be time for rapid fire. Let's let's bring this up. I really want to make sure we get to everything. I'm not sure if we missed anything up here, and I don't want to repeat things we've oh. already talked about, and I don't want to bore people, but there are some things I'm seeing that I do want to. You need a red check bounced or stamp every note you hand him. I'm not following that one. Well, because you, you're talking. Where's our Facebook? Am I? Okay, there is Facebook. Okay, sorry. That was a comment based on something earlier. So uh, okay, again. so I, I'm About glad you're I, on. Probably it. when I was taking. Um, notes I am for seeing. You. I am seeing people that do like this, but and I appreciate it. Let me know. Let me know if you like this. Again, you know how today is. You don't want to offend anybody. It's it's suicide as a business to ever say anything political. And I'm not trying to be political. I just thought everyone could relate to it with everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh oh. Uh oh. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, well, there was another one I wanted to get to. Um, there, were, there was a T-shirt idea further up. Okay. All right. That's what you were doing. No, well, it there, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, there was something that I wanted to match. Oh, it was community organizer. She said, uh, this person says, I want a Carolina Coop so bad, saving up for one of my seven, for my seven girls. I love them. Uh, so I did want to make sure people know we have two options now for financing. So you don't have to save up. That could be an option. Uh, a lot of people have been taking advantage of that. There's Nod's favorite mother clucker. <laughs> she, she tried to get her plates to say that and they approved it. Then they denied it. She was so mad. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're at 118. I want to let's get through this. But is there is there a couple of YouTube chicken police we can address real quick, and we'll bounce back to here? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we haven't done this in a while. Oh, I don't hear it. Why? Why am I not hearing it? Oh, you have the sound effects. Huh. That's interesting. All right, we'll just get right into it. Cause I'm in I, I'm in a good mood, which is rare. So this will be a safe bet. Some YouTube chicken police. Okay. Some of these are kind of long, so I'm just going to... Um, Fire away. Give it up. Give it. So Christy Ingram said, your chicken coops are well thought out to keep chickens safe and healthy, but what about mosquitoes, biting flies and mites? My parents <laughs> use screen panels that fit just right into the inside of the coop during flying critter season. Plus, they use different dry herb mixtures, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I've gotten a couple of things about mosquitoes and chickens. Hmm. Can you talk about that? Because I, I don't even know how to answer people in anymore <laughs> mm, i'm looking through my book um i've never seen chickens bothered by mosquitoes uh, i've never I, seen them scratching i have a question yes 59. so my question is what time of day do mosquitoes go find a place to go lay their eggs like in standing water because the things that keep me up at night is how can we prevent mosquitoes from laying eggs in the rain barrels without treating it with gotcha. anything? Like, gotcha. You know what I mean? Well, so if we turn the if we have the pump on a timer, what time should that timer go off? Man, that's actually clever. Another reason for that pump. All right, they're gonna Here's the thing about mosquitoes. They're an aquatic insect. And if you, I'm sure everyone has noticed, you only see them early in the morning or when the sun goes down at night and all of a sudden you're, you're slapping mosquitoes everywhere. Um, it's because they're so soft-bodied they cannot stand the heat in the middle of the day or they will dry out. 
Or to prove that, because people are like, oh, no, I've gone into the woods and I've seen them during the middle of the day. Yes, because they're able to hide in the shade. And actually, when we used to treat for mosquitoes to do a large mosquito reduction, we would go into the wooded area right in the beginning of the woods where the mosquitoes hang out and do a fogger to knock them all down. It's actually very effective. Um, okay, so I don't ever have an issue with mosquitoes and chickens. If anything, they might have fun jumping around trying to eat them, all right? Do we want to prevent mosquitoes from breeding, period? Yes, because mosquitoes are a harmful pest. What animal kills the most human beings on this planet? Mosquitoes, think about that. It is illegal in so many parts of this planet to make sure you have no standing water. Now, our rain barrels, yes, you turn on that pump that'll circulate it, that will prevent it, I would say... It would most likely be at night. But the whole point is you don't want the mosquitoes to be able to even get down into the water. And there's a screen on top to prevent that. So she yeah. said a screen on the coop. But yeah, I'm just not. No, I, I know. She's talking about a screen. Yeah, a, there was a secondary I know. Question, Put a screen but... on the coop. My God, you're going to hate it because the amount of dust that's going to collect to that thing, you're not going to be able to see through that run. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's. I, I've never had a problem with mosquitoes. And I don't really even have a problem with flies in my coop either in the summer yeah, and this this book actually says the occasional mosquito does not bother a chicken isn't that a great book i remember years ago when i was a kid my parents lawyer said matt when in doubt go to the book i'll never forget it. i still do it to today um all right so someone said not a fan of yours <laughs> someone said literally i'm not a fan no of no yours. someone who i'm saying is not a fan of oh, yours. okay okay go ahead this as tech be... warrior said some people had said on the michigan coop that that it's that you should be made into a show like Treehouse Masters, right? We had that comment. So they said, this guy said, take that back. Don't insult Treehouse Masters by comparing them to these overpriced and overbuilt coops. Does um, he know how much those treehouses cost? I know. Question mark. Yeah. Um. And he and he said that because you had said that you had you know you never pulled the trigger on a show and he says I seriously doubt that networks don't want to throw away money on plain Jane coops <gasps> they need to be next level have skylights pools everything automated shaped like a dinosaur well there's truth to that and I don't agree with the networks and that's where I know I'm gonna stick to my guns they said that and I said you guys are missing the point and I don't want to get into you know the UFO chicken coop the C-130 chicken coop. God, I, there's been so many crazy ideas. They're like, Matt, you got to make it crazy. I'm like, if that's what you want me to do, but you're missing the point. People are going to care less about that. People are going to want to watch a show that they're entertained, but they can learn from it. And then they're going to take that education and then be able to use it that day to go build their own coop or whatever. You know, people are asking about pocket screw joinery. We're talking about it in a chicken coop. They can use it making furniture at home. You know, he also yeah. said, why would these guys want to show how easy it is to actually build these? Why would they want to show people that that they're getting hosed? Yeah, that, easy. Uh, that's another. Oh. Is this one of your is this one of your psycho <laughs> ex-boyfriends? Yeah. Um, yeah, not a what, fan of yours. Yeah, whatever. Je they're just I'm sorry. They're jealous. Yeah. Go. Is go. that his call name? No one ever no, responds it's a, to it's this. It's Aztec either. Warrior is the person's name. Yeah, this sounds like it. Anyways. <laughs> so Truth Serum said. Um, on one of your one of the videos, big deal. Enslaving chickens to meet an end is always a horrible thing. Enslaving chickens, you know. I I had a vegan neighbor who accused me of abusing these animals for eggs, and I said I have these as pets, and I'm just collecting what they leave behind. I mean, it's 
I'm not forcing them to link. Yeah, people lay just, eggs. just I, I'm foraging. People and just they make don't. it really easy for me to forage. Yeah, people just don't get it. I, I explained that those chickens in that coop, I think it was um, the Michigan coop. I said that they have a better. You know, we should all hope that animals have a life right. that those chickens have. Real quick, so I am going through the questions and comments. Okay. If you have questions and comments, please bring them in. No, no, no. We don't have to finish up with YouTube chicken, That's fine. please. It's not much. Okay, well, actually, then you must be doing a good job or we're scaring those people away. Mm -hmm. uh, here's an interesting question. This is one of the things that you have been wanting to start working on, if not have already done it. Do you know what will happen mixing a lavender Orpington with a black copper moran? And that's from Jonathan Welch. A broody hen. <laughs> that's that, taking two broodies. That will be a broody breed for sure. Um, I don't know. Lavender is a very unique, like that's the blue. Right. Well, so you've that's done recessive. It. Have you not done it? You've gotten um, those steel gray looking eggs that are just. I did not do any of that intentionally. That's just. No, well, lavender orpington is just going to lay light brown eggs. Yeah. And so, I'm assuming they're talking about the egg. Maybe they are talking maybe about it. But if they're talking about the coloring, that, who knows? I don't know. How, do, how does the modeled coloring? Is that I like a recessive know. gene or is I that? I love the modeled. I know. But is that a recessive gene? Some I things that you, you can't breed two of to get that? I'm thinking that the black is dominant because I had the black copper moron rooster and almost all of his offspring, offspring are black. Thank you, Kevin. Yes. It's that simple, folks. Chickens eat bugs. Having the bugs around, they're going to have so much fun. Mine jump up for them. Yes. Can you add goldfish? Okay, so can you? Yes. And actually, okay, so I was going to mention this. And I I, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get myself in trouble. Have we, I mean, I if we extend that. Okay. Um, a great way, if you got rain barrels around the outside of your house, a great way to make sure you are not contributing to the mosquito population is put feeder fish or goldfish in there and they will pick those larvae off they'll keep that water clean even now, with no light in there or anything? Yeah, absolutely i've done it so many times it's amazing it's so much fun the kids love it um we have had customers do it in their water for their chickens and i would be willing to bet and we should maybe do a test on this that it's not going to cause any problems but if the fish are eating they're defecating Mm -hmm. So you got to be worried about maybe what they're contributing to the water, but you don't need a lot of fish. And remember, you know, Arthur Chaffin, mm -hmm. you know, got over a year ago when we started this show, came on and said the solution to pollution is dilution. So just have a couple of fish, and that's probably all you need in there, and you'll never have an issue. So whether until the until the uh, circulating pump turns on, you have to clean out the barrel before you when you winterize it, and the chickens have sushi day. So what about this comment about chickens getting foul pox from mosquitoes? I did see that in the footnotes in the book. I mean. What is foul pox? It must. I, I, it's like chicken pox. It ends up on their face. You why can isn't see, it just called pox then? The book called it pox. <laughs> oh, really? I've, referred, I've heard a lot called foul pox. No, I know. It's a joke because oh. it's chicken pox and it's on a chicken. It's like. Uh, oh, my God. I never. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow, that went right over my head. That's good one. Good. Yeah. No, that is a good I don't know. Okay, that is a good question. Well, like I said, I I mean, we live down here where it's hot and humid in the summer and I've never had mosquito problems. Lori Honeycutt is asking, what is that book? Yes. Um, this is the Chicken Health Handbook. I do love this. We are not getting paid to say it. I wish 
you there's, know. There's a link we on our website oh, okay. under the, where you can, an affiliate link where you can buy it on Amazon. Good job. And we also like the Chicken Health for Dummies, I believe. Yep. That's written by a lo- uh, local vet. We have a couple. Yeah, we have a couple of um, books on there that that we've mentioned on the show that you can get under our coop accessories and products we love and things like that, all that good stuff. Haters gonna hate, yeah. Don't and I don't swat it. As you can tell, I didn't even get a reaction out of me back in the old the old days of uh, beginning YouTube Chicken Police. It would fire me up, but. I don't know if, you, if there's people watching this. Yeah, maybe you got some real comments. Get me fired up. Let's bring it. I wish that Karen would have came on. She was the worst one of them all. And I said, like, you know, if you have a negative comment, I love it because we learn from those people whether they're right or wrong. But I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So and I, I love that so many people are very supportive of us, what we do, the show, the YouTube channel, everything. And before I forget, again. If you haven't already, go to the TikTok. It is, I tell you, TikTok is becoming very, very popular. Our TikTok's coming, becoming very, very popular. Make sure you go there and I guess you follow on TikTok, right? We're going to have more sure. and more videos. <laughs> oh, I pissed off Ingrid. No, I mean, TikTok is I, it's just too much. Um. <laughs> Hashtag Warriors been hitting the crack pipe. Your coop is well made and very affordable. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Um, our coop is booked to ship today. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, coops are going out. I tell you, there's been a light at the end of the tunnel. I refuse to give up. We are finding people that actually want to come in, work, hopefully show up to work. And so far, so good. We've gotten some pretty good people this week. So we've had an excellent week. Uh, Terry Edson, I'm building my run right now. The whole project costs a lot of time and a lot, a lot in time consuming. Buying a Carolina coop is cheaper, faster, easier, and makes sense. Yeah, Terry, you are correct. I, I appreciate that. Um, we work hard so people so that can be an honest statement. Hello, everybody. I am local out of um, Aquadale, North Carolina. I love what all you do. My wife and I are new to the chicken family, and our your videos are wonderful. I'm building our coop this weekend. Yes, thank awesome. you, Quentin. Yes. Uh, so I do want to mention something that we're going to go. All right. Unless we can rapid fire. If there's anything else I do want to get to, I do want to mention something that may or may not be coming up. It was going to be in a meeting after hours uh, or not after hours after the show. But I thought it'd be fun to kind of share the idea with people because I think they're going to love it. It's an idea I've been pushing around for a while. We have someone local that called in and said, Matt, we had someone else build a coop for us. Mm-hmm. Boy, do we regret it. Can you come out and fix it? I'm like, absolutely. Let's make a show on it. Because I've always wanted to be able to capture if people either built their own or paid someone else. It's not as easy as people think. And that's what he's saying. So I'm hoping maybe we can go out there and capture what is wrong, what's not working, and then film us fixing it. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. So let me know, guys, if you think that's a good idea. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun to do. That's a good idea. All right, do you want to wrap it up or do you want to get Yeah, to I'll be honest. I got to pee. I'm starting okay. to do the uh, pee-pee dance over here. Okay. I'm going to pick um, on next myself. Next week. A- Ooh, next week. What's next week? Kevin from Epic Gardening. Yay. It's official. Epic Homestead. Yes. It's on the calendar, so it's official in my mind. That's going to be huge. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you if you don't know who Kevin is, go check him out. Epic Gardening, big on social media. Yeah. It's phenomenal at what he does. And he's got a great way of sharing his information on social media. We did a coop for him. And so it was actually the first 
what is it called? I forget the C word. Collaboration. Thank you. Collaboration. We're going to have him on. He is uh, actually great to listen to. He's very well spoken, very smart. And we're going to talk about a subject I'm not well versed in, and that's gardening. But also chickens Apps, transitioning well, to the coop. Yeah, he, he calls himself chi uh, Chicken Daddy, yes, right? I, yes, and he's TM'd it. Uh -huh. So smart on his part. Um, I wanted to then talk about his opinion on the to till or not to till, especially with the deep litter system. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the transition of him bringing his baby chicks to his chicken coop. He's done some great videos, so I thought it'd be great to bring him on. Yep. So he's coming next week. So everybody stay tuned for next week. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah, yes. I got to pee. Yeah, go ahead and hit it. All Th right. Thanks a lot, guys. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Take care of your chickens and each other we're, we're gonna get what? that down is that we're, what it was how, how's it go again we're gonna get that down take care of your chickens and each other yeah is that it awesome love it